This is Corolla Digital. Hello, my little new potatoes. It's me, Allison. Before the show officially starts, a few words. Uh, This episode is brought to you by the new Squarespace. Squarespace Squarespace.com introduces a new content management system, making it faster and easier to create a high-quality website, blog, or online portfolio with professional designs and website templates optimized for any size smartphone, tablet, or computer. For a free trial and 10% off new accounts, go to Squarespace.com forward slash best friend and use offer code bestfriend12. All right, I believe we have an iTunes comment of the week. Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments and don't forget to click five stars. All right, our iTunes comment of the week this week comes from VL Mungo, and it is titled Love This Podcast. Allison might be one of the greatest people on the planet. Yes. If I had to choose between going out to dinner with Albert Einstein, Jesus Christ, or Allison, I would no doubt choose Allison. Thank you. I would probably cancel, though, because I don't like to leave my apartment. What? Um, yes. I find this comment amusing, and it brings up something that I wonder, though, which is, do people who are drawn to my podcast not enjoy the company of fellow human beings? Sometimes I don't. And then I think, oh, no, how can they be spreading the word about my podcast, which I want them to, if they're not talking to Einstein and Jesus? You know, Gary? Uh, yeah, sure. You're not even listening. I'm 100% listening, God but I don't it, think Gary, that you can spread the word to Jesus and Einstein anymore. And I feel that this guy is, uh, you know... If you're gonna if you're gonna shit on Einstein and Jesus, then don't he's not, then he's say he's elevating. You're, he's not shitting on them. He's elevating me, and then he's breaking our dinner plans. Right. I just appreciate the sentiment. I just wish that he was a little less misanthropic, or whatever. I'm gonna have to look that up. <laughs> Wonder it means it means you hate people. I yeah. Mm-hmm. All I right, do, I, and I and I do. I do you? I don't. I don't know if you do. I'm Hate unclear, people? yeah, on how you're on your level of I'm sorry, misanthropy. Did we, did we not talk about Joanne's fabric? I believe I was screaming for about 45 minutes straight. I believe you hate menopausal women oh, who want on, to buy on. fabric. Hold on a second. You can't paint me into hating a whole sex or a whole age group of a sex. You're right. I'm sorry. You I just hate, hate people. people. Yes. Okay. Anyway, what you guys don't know is that Gary went on a Joanne's fabrics run and it was miserable. Two! He's holding up a peace sign, which means two. He went there twice. It's the opposite of peace. It would both times were awful, evidently. And do you want to just tell tell us a little bit about what happened? Uh, yeah, Joanne's fabric is uh, is hell for a straight man. I've I've come to discover. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to think it was Michael's, but Michael's is a, a cakewalk compared to this. <laughs> Michael's um, crafts. Yes, Michael's crafts or art supplies. Uh, yeah, Joanne's is a a horribly run organization, as far as I can tell. I went to two different locations and had the same interaction, but uh, it, it's like they've they've doubled up on the line. Aside from the line to buy your item, you have to go through another line where they cut your length of your item and. Uh, it was a trying experience. Because someone would walk up there with their bolt of fabric and the clerk would ask them what they're making. Right. So you, you get your bolt of fabric and then you walk it up to the table where you tell them how much you want. And uh, 
every single person in front of me. Well, first of all, everyone shops for an hour and gets like 32 bolts in their in their cart. So I'm standing there with one and I've got like seven yentas in front of me who have got like their whole like week's worth of sewing or uh-huh. months worth of sewing. And every single one would come up and pick all their bolts up and put it on the table. And the nice little lady behind the counter would, you know, unfold them all and look at them. And that would take about two to three minutes in silence. And then she would look up and go, so what are you making? Oh, God. Oh, God. And then she had suggestions, helpful suggestions. Which involved taking her leaving them. the table <laughs> and going to the fucking bolts and getting more shit and be like, how about this? Uh, and then tell us the app store part. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then when I got up to the actual line, after I had gone through the cutting board, the cutting station hell, uh, <laughs> there was a woman uh, checking out and she was asking about the Joanne's Fabric app. And the gentleman told her that she could get it on the app store. And she said, is that at the Verizon store? <laughs> and then he said, no, it's on your phone. <laughs> And she goes, so just like any old regular app store in the mall? (laughs) And he goes, no, it's on your phone. And after about four rounds of it's on your phone, he goes, if you'll move aside and you let me help the other people in line, when I'm done, I will download it for you. She was still standing there when I left. Well, that does sound hellish, but worth it for the great story. Yeah, I, in general, I dislike people enough that I feel like I don't need you to talk to me about my purchases. Uh, Trader Joe's, I used to write about this, uh, and by write, I mean tweet about it all the time when I lived in Brooklyn because they always had to ask you, like, oh, what are you making? And it felt it felt like a corporate mandate to make chit-chat. Anyway, though, um, I want to say for anyone who is listening, this, this between Gary and me, this is part of the intro. This is exciting, exhilarating conversation this is not ads because people will they will they will look at the time of the entire intro and they'll tweet at me and they'll be like x minutes of ads are you insane and i want to say hey hey you with the poor math skills and the obvious non-listening that's not all ads now if you'll excuse me i need to do some ads Sherry's berries. Uh, these are giant, juicy, beautiful strawberries that are like the size of your fist. Maybe a little smaller, but still they're big. And they're dipped in chocolate. And they have swizzles and nuts and all kinds of fanciness. And they are delicious. And I actually have given these as a gift to my parents. And I sent some to my sister and her husband. And they effing loved them. And my boyfriend was going to give some to his dad. And I was like, hey. Hey there, mister. Why don't you just wait and use my promo code, dick? So he's going to. Thank you for that. Uh, but they don't have just strawberries. They have all they have all sorts of stuff. You should go to the website and check it out because it's really an amazing uh, array of things that will make your mouth water. And they're all great gifts. And to a person, every single person who uh, I've sent them to and people have tweeted me when, they, when uh, they were sponsored on my show last time and said that everyone who receives them is really happy about it. In fact, I might just do that. People who are expecting gifts from me this year don't listen to this. I might just do that this year. I probably will because I do not enjoy the whole having to find a gift for someone process. It makes me nervous. That's why Sherry's Berries is here to say, hey, just send us. That's what they say. Uh, and starting at $19.99, that's an over 40% savings. Just go to berries.com and click on the mic and type in the code best friend. And my listeners, that's you guys, can double the berries for just $10 more. To access this special $19.99 Sherry's Berries offer, call 866-FRUIT-02. Or even better, visit berries, B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com. Click on the microphone in the top right corner and type in best friend. 
Go to berries.com, click on the microphone, and type in best friend. Order now. Offer expires Friday at midnight. Uh, also, I want to tell you guys about the new Squarespace. Now Squarespace.com is faster and easier than ever to create a high-quality website, blog, or online portfolio. Squarespace is a unified service for giving you everything you need to create and maintain a professional-looking website from domains, design, development, hosting, and support. Um, so this is a content management system which will help you design and create an awesome website, blog, or online portfolio. Uh, it's very intuitive. The website that you create automatically optimizes and resizes for whatever device the person who is accessing your site is looking at it on. So it's not going to look like awesome on one screen and then crap on another, which is something uh, that everyone appreciates. Yeah, it angers nerds like Gary. Um, And so it's intuitive. And there's all sorts of templates. And from novice to nerd, that's how I refer to it, me being the novice, Gary being the nerd, it has stuff that will tantalize and appeal to everyone. Uh, It includes excellent social media integration. It's just like they've thought of everything. Uh, Use Squarespace for all of your website needs. Build it, host it, and update it anytime for a free, all-inclusive trial. Go to squarespace.com, sign up for a free account, no credit card needed. Just try it out and start building your website. Then if you decide to purchase it, use offer code BESTFRIEND12 and get 10% off your first purchase on new accounts. That means 10% off first month or 10% off one year, which is an even better deal. That's squarespace.com forward slash bestfriend and use offer code BESTFRIEND12. And again, I said it before, but I'm going to say it again. Uh, you know, they are tracking who comes to them via the code. So if you want to help out the show and help out yourself, then use these codes. Please, won't you? Okay, I love you. Um, also, don't forget to go get the live version of uh, my show, the live, sorry, the live bonus episode that we did from LA Pod Fest with Doug Benson and Greg Proops. And that is now finally after something that was arguably worse than Gary's Joanne Fabrics runs, would you say? That our experience of trying to get this uh, motherfucker in the store was worse. It was up there. Six to five and pick them. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what that means, but it was insane. <laughs> I'm just gonna just agreeing with you out of turn, out of exasperation. Um, yeah, but it's there now. So uh, so please go download it and enjoy it if you want. It's $1.99. You can get that in the comedy album section of the iTunes store. Whoa. I'm out of breath from just flapping my gums. Uh, but anyway, here is an episode. It's part one of an episode with Dave Attell. And, uh, and I was listening to it earlier and I thought, this is a really fun listen. That's my expert opinion of it. And I think you'll enjoy it as well. So here you go. I love you guys. And, uh, I will talk to you later. Hey everyone, hi, hello, it's me, Allison Rosen. Welcome to Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend. My guest today is Dave Attell, with whom I was on stage last night, and now here we are again. Dave, I feel like this is like a lot. It's, I mean, yeah. We just started, and I feel I like know. it's a lot, you know? Yeah, it's like uh, way too way too intimate already, right? I know. Let's put some distance between us with exactly. these microphones. Let's take a break, okay. as we say in a relationship. Let's take a little break. Are we going to date other people who do podcasts? Sure. Uh, that, that's exactly what we were talking about, which is like, this is, uh, I'm not going to say where you do the show, but- Oh, we say Glendale. Okay. People know There's that. like, every other house is 
a podcast here. So, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, yeah, and I wasn't aware that everyone else had their podcast here. And then I was asking you, who whose podcast have you done? And then you accused me of being a little jealous. And I'm like, no, not jealous, just curious. I just okay. think it's interesting. Have you noticed when you call people on like jealousy or things like that, they'll be like, no, it's just interesting. Yeah, I'm just curious. I'm, yeah. I'm just trying to find out as they bite their lower lip. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, um, you know, I, I'm glad to be on your show because uh, last night was kind of a free-for-all, like a frat party. Yeah, it was It was the Adam Carolla show at the Ice House in mm-hmm. Pasadena. And we didn't get a chance to chat, but we made mm-hmm. a lot of eye contact because I think we both wanted to talk more about the uh, tissues of the day, you know, like yeah. issues, you know, kind of chatted up. But it was really kind of a fun live event, so I'm glad I was a part of it. It was fun. Now, I want to ask you, there were these twins in the audience. Yes, male. Male, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's so fun. I don't know if it's just because you do Dave's old porn, which, mm-hmm. by the way, season two is... Uh, coming back Thursday, 11 Eastern, new episodes. But I don't know if it's because you do old Dave's old porn or what it is, but when I said twins, my mind instantly went to porn, w- pornographic twins. Wim- yeah, women, yeah. exactly. But and- no, these were man twins with womanly, womanly hair, but <laughs> they, we were kind of interacting with them, and then one of them spoke and sounded kind of like Elmer Fudd, mm-hmm. and you said... Wait, why? You know, something something funnier than the way it's going to come out when I say it. But why is it that you're twins, but one of you has a Boston accent? Yeah. But I was thinking, or was it a speech impediment? Oh, good call, Allison. I, I would say that we've been taught from the movie The Shining that twins should speak in unison. Exactly. And in kind of a scary monotone, like, you know, welcome, you can't leave, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of, kind of thing. And uh, that's the second set of twins I saw that day because I first did the uh, Sklar Brothers And they podcast. do, they do that... Uh, they're capable of speaking in unison. Or the, the act- Sklar brothers? Yeah, well, they, they actually okay. seamlessly overlap, so they just speak as one Sklar. Mm-hmm. All I know Sklar. is that they're the only uh, Jewish set of twins I know. So they're lucky they were born now and not in the uh, 40s, you know, Mengele and all. You know, right. we're both Jews, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, you're like the only other Jew that I kind of know out here, really. Oh, no, Mark Marin. And actually, wait, this place is crawling with Jews. I was going to say, yeah. No, but I don't know many Jews personally. But I always see like the Hasidic people like walking right. around and it's like 100 degrees out. That's commitment. Do you feel any kinship with them? Because I don't. Uh, I kind of look like them. You know, like I kind of look like I can sell you like wholesale stuff. But <laughs> I'm not that Jewish, you know. But I like Jews. So, you know. Yeah, I'm not that Jewish either in really? that I, wa- I celebrated Christmas growing up. Wow. Grew up with no religion or anything. That's so. a fail. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, to be, and I've talked about it before. Like, I have sort of a weird. I had a weird upbringing where all that's concerned. Like, I, my parents were, you know, really kind of in denial of it. They were like uh, closeted Jews. Yes. Really? Yeah. Except that no, it, it was a surprise to no one but me to find out that I really was Jewish because my whole life, and I grew up in Orange County, uh-huh. which couldn't be a you know a more homogenous Aryan yeah, place. It really is. And so my whole life, people that I went to school with were telling me I was Jewish, and I would say, no, I'm not, which is – like I feel so foolish now knowing this. But I think that – I don't know. It's a lot of stuff. My mom's uh, grandmother came over from Vienna. The rest of the family you know, died in the the Holocaust. And I think – I didn't know them. But thank you. (laughs) I'll take it. And then my dad is – he's older. Israeli? Because you look like an Israeli Jew. You're very dark. I like that. The dark, Mm -hmm. dark eyes. It's hot. And I also like that you said my mom's and then you continued the sentence and, and with my mom's. 
Because that would have been really Orange County. Like, my mom said, oh, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> right, just random, Wigger, randomly, you know? randomly pluralizing things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then my dad's just older and sort of a fearful person and I think came from a, a generation of assimilating. Oh, I really? I said that, so I put the emphasis in the wrong place on that word. So Christmas would have been the, the yeah. way I to mean, go. But it is also, the, I kind of think it's the better holiday, though. It is. It blows Hanukkah away, like, left yeah. to right. And Kwanzaa doesn't even get to sit at the table. It's, no. it's just, Christmas is, you know, hey, it's a, it's excellent. So, you know. So what about you? What were you, how were you raised? I was basically raised, uh, you know, um, to fail. But uh, I was also raised Jewish, and I went to Hebrew school. I don't know if you went to Hebrew school. Probably not in Orange no. County. Mm-mm. All right. Well, I went to Hebrew school where um, I had a chance to learn a dead language. Uh, dodged that. Didn't learn Hebrew. Um, Do they try and it just didn't penetrate, yeah. didn't take? And at that age, you really don't care. And then you realize, like, you know, wow, I missed a great opportunity. And now on Rosetta Stone, you know, <laughs> this would cost me like 800 bucks. I don't know how much Hebrew goes for on Rosetta Stone. I'm sure it's like a two-for-one. Don't you? you I Hebrew imagine it's like always in the clearance section. Yeah. I figure all the dead languages you get, like, in one shot. Hebrew, yeah. Greek, uh, you know, Apache. Latin. No offense to my native following out there. Oh, right. <laughs> but that's cool. So you're – and your husband is Jewish? No, uh, my boyfriend is not. Okay, so there you but go. But my husband is. Okay, well, that's no. playing both sides. Yeah. No, but, I'm, I'm unmarried, okay. and my boyfriend is not. And he's uh, – he's, uh, uh, so you can do the Christmas. That's what I'm trying mm-hmm. to get to. So that's yes. cool. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's excellent. He'll always look at you like – what do you know about Christmas? And you'll be like, I know a lot about it because I celebrated it as a bad Jew growing up. That's right. There you go. But the religious part, mm-hmm. uh, in any sort of way, means nothing to me. Really? No yeah. God? No. At all? None. Wow. Even None. with the climate change? I just I don't blame God for that. I blame us for that. Wow. Yeah. Mm. What about you? I don't know. I, I think he's somewhere between... You know, I think God... Uh, I do believe in God, and I believe he's a... He's uh, really angry at us. That's why there's a lot of you know misery in the world. But I would say uh, prayers are good. But he is wearing headphones, so he does not hear, and it's not his fault. It's just uh, there's so many cheap and affordable. Uh, what you know, kind mus- of like what is he wearing? <laughs> is he wearing uh, noise canceling headphones? Because I, I need something. Because aforementioned non Jewish husband boyfriend mm-hmm. snores. Oh, he we does. just moved in together, so this is a oh, new. It's a, it's a new Mike thing. Mike and Mally, what? <laughs> you never know what the sitcom is to say. Like, right. You know, what, I know. What's your sitcom if you guys were like a sitcom there? Oh, God, I, I don't even know what the. A Bridget Loves Bernie. That, I'm like 100 years old. That, that was like the first, you know, Jew, non Jew right. sitcom. You know? There was a spinoff of Facts of Life. It was an interracial couple. It was like Tootie's Aunt or something. Tootie's Aunt. I believe. Well, I missed that one. Yeah. And uh, there was only one episode of it. Mm. Was Joe involved in it? Because she was my favorite character. Was she? she yeah. I don't think she was in that one. She, Except maybe it started at Eastland. Mm-hmm. So she would have popped in, but she was. She didn't have a pivotal well, role. You know a lot about this. Uh, facts of Life is... See, I'm 100 years old, but only no, as regards not. to Facts of Life. Okay. I well, Joe, I think, was the first strong woman's role model. Would you Would you agree? Uh, yeah. Out of the way, Helen Reddy. Exactly. Helen Joe, Reddy. Susan B. Anthony. Joe right. from Facts of Life. And then... Uh, Lady Godiva. Lady Godiva and... Uh, uh, Joan of Arc. Who do you got? Joan of Arc. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nobody of like today's time. I mean, Nellie Bly. Hillary Clinton. Huh? Yes. Yeah. Hillary go. Clinton. Yeah. There you she, go. She could be a strong woman. She's excellent. I'm voting for her if she runs for president. Do you think she will? I hope so. I mean, who knows if we'll still have this system by that time. But I assume we'll go back to some kind of royalty, uh, you know, um, thing at some point, mm-hmm. you know, English. Right. So I spoke over you 
ironically, when we were talking about uh, noise-canceling headphones and whatnot, you were saying that you do actually think there's a God. Um, well, I do believe in snoring. I, I don't know which one you want to talk about, but I do believe in God, and uh, I'm not just doing that because I believe, uh, you know, uh, uh, a lot of the audience believes in God, but I believe in God. I do. And I know he hates me. So there you go. Have you always? What? As a Jew, believed in God? Well, as a human. Yeah, no, I, I really believe in the Old Testament and like how like, you know, all these so tests and trials and okay. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I believe in all that. Yeah. Do you believe, what do you believe happens when you die? Oh, you just die. You die and, and that's it. And then, um, you know, if you're Jewish, you have to be buried right away. That's the cool thing about Jews. You got to be buried right away. And then it's a lot of eating. But the Irish... I, <laughs> Not I've lost, for you. I've gone to a million funerals, okay? The Irish uh, wake, nothing beats that. That is cool. It's fun. And it's the way to go. Everybody gets out. They cry. They get drunk. They tell stories. It's a lot of fun. The Jews, we just put them in a box, bury them. And then it's a lot of talking about cars and carpet and all that kind of stuff. Mm. <laughs> so wait, isn't that the... I know that you can't really choose what you believe, but that strikes me as yeah, you can. perhaps the worst of everything. If you don't believe in an afterlife, but you do believe in a God. Do we deserve an afterlife? Come on, Allison. I mean, I mean really, no. Everything's no, but great. I, th- I think. As Americans, we got everything's going our way over here. That's true. I mean, if you lived in like uh, pick a country. Um, Libya. Okay. If you lived in Libya, right, then you'd be like, it's got to be better than this, mm-hmm. you know? But like here, I mean, come on. Everything's cool. I mean, you know. For now, you know, the gas problem, of course. But uh, other than that, you know, I'd say that, you know, we're pretty much living a heavenly life. I mean, you know. Maybe this is our afterlife. I think it is. In which case, it makes me sad that I don't appreciate every single day. Perfect. Cloud Atlas. That's what the message of that movie is. I haven't seen it yet. Nobody has. Maybe I don't need to now. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about snoring now. Okay. Do you? Well, yeah, I think every man is accused of snoring, but what about the women who snore? That is disgusting. What's wrong with you ladies? I actually was just reading an article by someone who was talking about how she got sober, mm. and she said at one point uh, someone like in an offhand way said to her, there's nothing more unattractive than a woman who can't hold her liquor, and mm. that really hurt her feelings, even though I don't think it was about her. Uh, and then I was thinking how, yeah, that like whenever I hear that that uh, sentiment said, I also feel the judgment in it. So which is more unattractive, a, dr- a woman who can't hold her liquor or a woman who's snoring? Snoring, of course. Snoring, please. That's a dude's thing. And uh, if Which you is wa- more unattractive, a woman who snores or a woman who scratches her balls? Wow. Good one. Mm. We'll be right back. <laughs> now, that's a that's a that's a hard call. But I'll, I'll tell you this. Women with the snoring, I feel like, you know, first of all, women are better sleepers than men, you know, don't you think? I feel like I'm not. But I bet you get at least eight hours of sleep a night. I wish. I would like to how have many, it. How many hours do you get? Do you have kids? No. Okay, so then you must get at least eight to 12 hours of sleep. No, but it's interesting that you expect me to be married with kids. Do I, am I giving off a married with kids vibe? Is it my age? Is no, it, I was just assuming you have a better life. Uh, okay. That you're, you know, a, a no, I've got the person. same shitty one you do. Well, okay. I right. mean, well, you got that cool, uh, you know, Nazi boyfriend. <laughs> That's always like what the Jews do if you don't go out with a Jew. It's like, oh, so you're going to bring a Nazi in the house? You know, it's, it can't be always extreme, you know? Right. But e- either way, I would say that. Uh, the snoring, you know, they have the sleep apnea. They put a fancy term on it, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, my friend, he, he, he's a pilot, and he really needs his rest. Like, you want a pilot rested. Yes, okay? you do. So he uh, has a mask that he has to wear to bed, you know, like, uh, like the guy in uh, oh, Batman. Right. Yeah, it yeah. pushes air in so yeah. you won't apneate or whatever. Yeah, you won't, you won't get apneate. 
Yeah. And uh, that that supposedly helps them, but I don't think you can sleep that way with a with a scuba mask on you. Maybe if you're a Navy SEAL or something, you know, I don't know. I can't sleep with rollers in. I tried when I was a kid. You look great with the straight hair. Is it originally Jew curly? Yes, like, of course. You it got is. a Jew fro. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now uh, I get it. Not super. <laughs> du- <laughs> I mean, it's not super. Duper curly, but it'd be like fuzzy and yeah, frizzy. Not, what yes. is that about? I do, do. you have a tendency towards I'm frizz? Bald. I'm a bald. I I am the classic East European Jew head, big nose, ears, just bald, disgusting, ugly. Yeah, there's good looking Jews. I put you in that category. That's why I said you Thank were Israeli. You. So you're either Hungarian or something like that because you have that darkness to you. Uh, Russian, German, French, Austrian. French? Where did that Actually, come in? Actually, it's Alsatian. Okay, it's Alsatian, which is, that's like right in you I thought know, that was Germany a type of dog. France. Isn't that a dog? <laughs> I'm Afghan hound. <laughs> okay. No, it's, uh, yeah, Alsatian or Alsace-Lorraine, which is German and French, so I just say German and French. Oh, neat. You know, to not they're sound all like Jews, a pretentious right? asshole. Uh, the, all the people that I'm citing are, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, you don't know what your dad, since he, you know, kind of gave up on the whole thing. No, actually, that's that's the funny thing about finding out that I really was Jewish is that I'm like a thousand percent Jewish. Wow. Every single really motherfucker. Jewish. Yeah. Wow. Super, super, so Jewish that we denied it. <laughs> like everyone, everyone in the lineage is. I really? mean, up till, uh, I'm going to correct that. What's that mean? I, I just mean that I'm with someone who's not Jewish right now. Oh, I, I, th- I had no idea. I thought that was an app or something you were talking about. Anyway, the, the, the thing about like the Jews is like, yeah, we all say we're Russian, mm-hmm. you know, and that was like the worst place to be a Jew at some point, you know, because like that was like the pogroms, you know, like where they come oh, in. Right. Like, oh, right. Oh, is that, was, that how you say that word? Yeah, pogroms. How do you say oh. it? Well, pogroms. Po- pogrom. Po- I, I don't know. I think I say it like program without an R, but I've had this sense that that's not correct. I thought it was pogrom. That's probably, that's, that sounds right. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. It's Haggadah and pogrom, right? Mm-hmm. I put a little uh, uh, Yiddish on it because I'm yeah. older than you. But uh, if you saw Fiddler on the Roof, you know, it wasn't all singing and dancing. No. Okay. You know that, right? Yeah. I mean, they so were I've like heard. really like these were the Jews. These were like the feral wild farm Jews who knew how to like farming. They were like farmers. Can you imagine that? Jews were farmers at some no. point. I don't I don't get it either. And there was a couple like the leather guy. That didn't guy. get passed on. Yeah, exactly. We, we went exactly from that into like this sucks. How about retail? And that's I'm from retail people, you know, of retail stock. Yeah, that's I. I my dad uh, ran a store, a dress shop. I used to work there. I was like 15, mm-hmm. so you know, it was kind of a anti farming thing. What was on. that like working at a, a dress shop, denying your as agricultural a boy, roots? Yeah, as a young boy, it was uh, it was very, uh, you know, it was erotic, of course, because it was uh, you know, seeing women all the time, you know, walking in and out, and uh, it was also. Uh, Pretty boring, you know, mm-hmm. because like my friends were, could after school could go out and do like you know boy stuff, you know, you know, uh, sniff paint and you know drive around. This was a different time, you know, this was before that, you know, political correctness. So you know they were out doing great stuff, having fun, and I'm like, oh, I got to go to the dress shop, you know. We got a uh, you know a pair of uh, flat shoes uh, shipment came in. I got to get you know stickers on that and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I did that for a while until I I grew up on Long Island, so everybody there kind of worked in a you know some kind of retail at some mm-hmm. point. So. And uh, how did you get into comedy? I was pretty much bad at everything else. This is a, you know, kind of a story I always tell, which is like I went to NYU, got out of NYU, and I started doing comedy like towards the tail end of my um, D minus uh, curriculum. Uh, what would you call it? What's Scholastic it? career. Yeah, I was a horrible student and I was horrible at everything. And then I was like, I was going to join the Navy. 
And then as I was like moving, you know, I was doing open mics and then I just kept putting off the Navy and I had like real jobs. You know, I worked at Discovery Channel. What did you do there? I worked in the research uh, um, ad, ad division there. And I don't know how – they were so nice to me there. I mean I would have fired me like the second <laughs> day I sucked. And then, you know, I had like, you know, bartender jobs, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, but I kept doing comedy at night and, uh, you know, uh, New York mostly. So you guys, you're an L.A. person, right? Uh, I lived in New York for almost 10 years. Did you like it? I loved it. Okay. Yeah, I could yeah. see you in New York. Every, that's why yeah. I went. Everyone could. Like I was – I people were always, always assumed I was from there. So I was just yeah. like, that must be where my people are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and my younger sister who still lives there, she had moved Shana? there. No. What's her name? Her name is Laura. Okay. That would yeah. be great if she had a really un-Jewish name, like Mary like, Margaret. Like Alexis. Oh, Mary. Uh, Alexis. Oh, that'd be good. <laughs> oh, that's Orange County. Alexis <laughs> Tiffany. Brittany. Tiffany. <laughs> Tiffany Rosen. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> that sounds awful. Bridget Rosen also wouldn't work. Uh, but we- yeah, so I went there and I really liked it, although I think what I was looking for doesn't exist. I think the idea that I'm going to go somewhere and be like, surrounded by a whole bunch of people who are just like me and it's going to feel like the perfect fit. Like that's sort of a a, a sense of belonging that is probably something – I start to get super deep. But like that's inside me. I'm not going to find that externally. You know, Like I really like New York and I also really like it out here and there's things I miss about it. Oh, so you were looking for yourself basically. <sighs> I think so. Wow. I don't know. Wow. You seem very East Coast. Uh, I really feel like I'm a man of, uh, you know, many countries. You know, I, I, I've been on the road so long now that I really don't, you know, fit anywhere. But I, I kind of dig that. You know, I feel more at home in a hotel than my house. And, uh, you know, the whole thing about East Coast, it's a lot easier living, if you ask me. Because, like, you know, up until the storm, it's, like, cool. You, like, you know, leave your place. You go down you buy food. Like, it's, like, a block away. You can walk. You can get in a cab. You can get on a subway. In L.A., it's all the driving. Yes. And I find that very stressful, Me personally. too. I'm not a good driver, you know? Right. Yeah, me, too. The whole having to park, I that, that stresses yeah. me out yeah. a lot. In fact, I was going to go to the show last night alone, and then all of a sudden I started freaking out about what if I can't find parking and it's sold out, and I know there's a structure, and what if I can't get a spot there, and blah, blah, blah. And, like, that kind of thing will actually make it so that I can't have a good show because I am freaked out. Well, so. you did have a great show. You guys oh, were excellent. Thank you. you guys were on your game. You were, you were good. Thank you so much. You were good. Well, I was just glad to be a part of it because I know, like, you know, the listeners, like, they're such fanatical fans and that's so cool. Like, you always feel like you're interloping, you know, kind of getting in the way. So I just was – it was cool to just hang with Adam who I think is, like, mm-hmm. just a, one of the funnest guys ever. So You, you know. should interlope though. That's why you're there. I just like using the word interlope. I know. It's a good – This a, is a good one, huh? It's a good word. So another thing from last night is that I – we were talking about uh, – the porn industry potentially yes. moving, and then we were talking about the exodus of men who date porn stars to this new place. That was your call. That was a great. That Thanks. was a great one. Thank yeah. you. Well, I I refer to them as douchebags. Why? Doesn't someone have to date the porn stars? Yeah. Well, I want to know. Did I accidentally offend you? Do you date porn stars? No. Have I, you ever? No. I didn't know that was this side of the interview, but no, I haven't. What's and, wait? What was that? You just made some air quotes. This side being where we dealt, where we go deep. Yeah, we, plumb we go deep. The depths. We use your Jew magic on me. <laughs> anyway, no. And on the porn show, these are the legendary porn stars, so they would laugh at my face because they've already dated their way through the '80s, like the coolest dudes, you know, the hairband guys, and all the actors that you grew up mm-hmm. watching in front of your Christmas tree. <laughs> and uh, you know, I would say that 
you were right in your call of like the uh, – I don't think anybody really cares anymore about like, you know, most girls are kind of porny now, if yeah, you will. It's the, the, I mean, except for you. You have a classy classiness to yourself. You know? Oh, thank you. Like you, you know, look like you are a radio host, which is cool, which is what you do. It's oh not an gosh. insult. Okay, or you run thanks. like a, you know, a, a move.org or something. You look like you're <laughs> helping, not hurting society. Oh, thanks. Okay. I try. I try. But yeah, I think most girls are porned up a bit, you know, and you probably had to grow up with that. You know, the Mm -hmm. girl with the extensions and the nails and the, you know, the heels and all that kind of stuff. Right. I mean, to be honest, if I, if I do it, I'm going to say on behalf of all the women who look like they host radio shows, (laughs) I think if any of us felt that we would look okay porned up, we would. It's not a choice to be timeless and classy. It's that I think I don't I'm not confident enough to look like a whore. That is so It's the truth. That is the saddest thing I've heard all day. Sorry. First of all, you could whore it up in a second if you wanted to. I Yeah, you're hot, you're a hot chick and you know you just you. put on some heels and whatever, wax your asshole, whatever whatever women do. I don't oh, know. Oh, how do you know I don't just for me? Okay. That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> that was too close. Now let's pull it back. No, but you're right. I think uh, I'm going to say it right now that women can make that choice of like, you know, different looks. Guys really can't, you know, mm-hmm. either you're a, you know, you know, dude, like an ugly guy like me, or you're like one of these kind of Metro. I don't even call I don't think Metro is the word anymore. Right. Man woman would be the way where they're like really quaffed. And I think you like that. You like it when a guy's all shaved and, you know, looks good, works out. Right. Uh, I don't go for the well, I don't – God, I don't know that I have that many thoughts about it. Okay. Um, I'll keep talking until I we get I did go through – no, what were you going to say? You'll keep talking until what? Until we, till we hit something. Like in Brooklyn where they have a lot of the uh, you know hipster kids. Yes. You know, I live in New York. They're kind of fat with a beard. They do like the Zach look. You right, know? right. And it was hilarious to see that during the storm how that did not help them at all. You know? <laughs> They're like kind of pudgy, you know, roly-poly bit. My friend and I used to talk about the fact that in New York, we – like we were in this dangerous situation where we would pretty much blow any guy who could kill a spider or put together a bookshelf. (laughs) Because because men there are – like they're not – handy or rugged they're right. very citified exactly. so when you're moving in you're especially susceptible to this when you're moving in somewhere because that's when you need help the most you're right yeah. you're right i mean uh i'll speak for the new york guys yeah we have a lot of uh you know stuff on our plate i mean you know we got to make it we got to get our startup.com thing going and right. uh, you know other new york stuff uh, where to park our bicycle there's a lot of bicycle Do people you, i went through a brief bike phase no never never yeah. ever Anytime I see a guy on a bike, maybe because I'm old, I'm like, this guy has a DUI, can't drive a car. Yeah. It doesn't matter even if they're in a race. I'll be like, what's wrong with these people? Why aren't they driving? You know, is that mm-hmm. bad? No, I think that's fine. So you don't own a car, though? No, I don't. Because you know, when you live in the city, you know, right. it's hard to talk about parking. Whoa. I know. I drove once in the city. Oh, that's cool, though. It just it, it scared me. It's scary, it's, isn't it? Yeah. It's, what I don't understand are the people who can be trying to pull into a parking spot and there's like a garbage truck and a bus and a bunch of people yelling at them and it doesn't phase them. Yeah, that's New York, man. We're, we're hardcore. So getting back to the porned up shit. Yeah. Now, are we allowed to curse on this? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, I think every woman makes their choice about you know their look. And I think guys like the woman to look as natural as possible. But then they always like, you know, on that one night where they're like, whoa, what is this about? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's hard being a woman. That's all I'm saying. Thank you. 
for, for <laughs> empathizing for with my plight. <laughs> but so you've never dated a porn star? No, no. I'm a road comic, strippers. So anyway. Oh the, yeah, exactly. you're right. I I feel like I've been using the wrong word. Strippers is what I should be asking about. Right, you're all. So you date strippers? Mm-hmm. I used to. I don't date anybody because I'm broke from making a porn show. Have you ever invested both your soul and your money in a project? I know this is it's like your Adam. baby, basically, yeah. right? This well, is your it's Adam's. But well, th- this show is mine, yes. But this is your show, right? Yes, this and- show. And this show existed be- when I lived in Brooklyn, actually. I would do it out of my living room. It was mm-hmm. a Ustream show. But different name, Whoa. different. What's Ustream? What is oh, that? Um, you are old. No, yeah, it's, I am uh, old. Interactive internet. I mean, Inter- go yeah. slower. So what? it's live streaming. So oh. people can watch. They would. I would do it on Sunday nights, and it would be three hours long, and they would watch it. While we did the show in my living room, like a talk show in my living room, and then they there's a chat room and they can talk to us and we can talk to them and it was fun. Wow, dude! Mm-hmm. Wow, three that hours was my long. Baby. Yeah. Wow, it was long. What am I complaining about? I know. Kudos to you. Right. Allison. Thank you. So you are um, you're porn rich in that yes. sort of like people who you know sink their money into their house or something and they become no house house poor is the word. You're porn poor. Uh, I think you had it the right the first time. Like a uh, extensive collection of porn. Not much money in the bank because few people realize that, uh, you know, the editing and licensing and whatever of porn is a lot more than we all thought. And it's like like everybody has this question. Nobody cares. But uh, this is good for other people who want to do their own version of they want to do like Joe's old porn. Yeah, whatever. Exactly. I love a knockoff. I love a knockoff. It's um, excellent. Aged porn. (laughs) (laughs) Or, uh, you know, the thing about that I like. Spend new porn. Exactly. The thing that I like about the old porn is that, uh, you know, these films, although seen on the net many a time, few people see the actual long, long form version of them. And there's, uh, you know, uh, there's a timelessness to them. And uh, it is, you know, it's not like I don't, uh, the network gives me some money, but it's not enough to make the show. So, you know, I guess I'm kind of, it's my uh, Fitzcarraldo if you will, or it's Mm. my Heaven's Gate. Yeah. You know, these are like big director movies that flopped. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to do the best I can because I'm really not that talented, both as, as a comic and also now as a producer. So, I mean, you seem to have your stuff together. All you guys are ready, right? They were like, you know, you're ready to come in and all that kind of stuff. That's cool, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all about, like, leadership. Yeah. You're a good I, leader. I, thank you. I don't think I am, though. I've you been don't? thinking about this lately. Yeah. No, I think it's weird. I'm a. Uh... I'm like I said. I have a, a younger sister. I'm I'm the older one, and I don't know at what point it shifted, but somehow I became the person in life who's usually who's often asking for advice instead of giving advice. Even From your th- younger sister? I hate to cut you off, but no, 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 that's fine. I didn't I didn't really mean her. I just meant in general. But yeah, even with her, because she's married. Oh, okay. And um, and you know, I don't know. Like she somehow surged ahead in terms of that that part oh, of I life. See. And then once she got engaged, she became like president of all matters romantic. She um, declared herself. Does so she, she try had... to set you up with dudes? No, no, she didn't. Ah, uh, there was some talk of her husband's friend who had some weird name like Grantham or something, but that wasn't his oh, name. Like from the Twilight series or something. Like a, yeah, like a vampire name. Or Downton Abbey. I think he's oh, Lord. A Lord. Grant. Yeah, that's cool. Hey, here, you're a smart girl. Thanks. Did you know like the Lord Baron Duke? Like who's who? Like who be two? I don't, but I wish I did. Yeah, isn't it cool? Okay, I'm going to try to guess. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I'll, I'll see if I know it. I'm sure your viewers know it, but your I listeners. I think a duke is a... Oh, a duke, a duke is, is a, above a baron. 
below mm, a lord? I don't. I, don't, I think. I think Baron beats Duke. Like the Duke is the bitch of the royalty. Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, the, you know, it's the Lord, then the Baron, then the Duke, and then um, uh, I don't know. Uh, what would you say? Double I penetration. Mean, I don't know. Yeah. I, sorry, I went right back into porn. That's okay. That's let's right. let's stay with porn. For really, a I don't while. think you I really like want to talk about it. I think you want to talk at it. Do you want to talk about porn? Do you yeah. watch porn? No, not yeah, very so much. Yeah. So what's the point? Like, what but would I, be your porn? Go ahead. Like in, in in in. I'm trying to find my porn, Dave. No, no. I mean, but women have their own porn. Like, what Katherine Heigl movie gets you wet? <laughs> Twenty nine dresses, of course. Okay, well there you go. And the one where she had cancer. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's Grey's Anatomy. That would be cool. That would be your hardcore. Yeah. You only use that on certain rainy days. Right. What about the Devil Wears Prada or something like that? It's got a lot of fashion in it. No. Oh no, I'm not that kind of girl. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Um, I, uh, you know, there's gotta be there a movie recently, where you're like, I'll, I'll actually tell you something. Go ahead. Mom and dad, if you're listening, don't listen. I don't think they'll listen anymore. Do you think they are listening? They, they did for a while. I think they kind of fell off the, the train. So. Yeah. Like they did with Judaism. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm lucky you even had a, you're amazing. You've done great with the amount of parenting that you had. That's Thank you. Raised by wolves, practically. Basically, I know. Exactly. So recently, we we put on some porn, and it it didn't. It wasn't working for me. Yeah, because you went at it with the wrong attitude. What is the right attitude? Lonely, drunk, and sad. And you went at it with like, let's check this out, like it's some kind of animal exhibit. You don't look at porn like that. No, it wasn't. It wasn't that. It was more like let's let's spice things up. You know? uh, oh, I see. I see. But I think I was just kind of in an unspicy mood. Okay, well that's you. That's yeah. cool. But I bet you, you and your gals, when you get together for you know, like a circle jerk. Yeah, circle jerk or hair uh, braiding circle. Yeah, something I, like that's that. That's what I, I meant. <laughs> Quilting bee. A baby shower or some other girl thing, and you're like, hey, you know what? I've got some great, you know, rug munch number eight. Let's take a look. You know. I, I should do that more often. With your girlfriends, your gals. Yeah, with my – we. I mean, like, right. It's like Sex in the City. Like on that show, Girls, which is amazing. I love that show. Okay. Who do you most relate to on that show? Um, Probably Hannah. Okay. Which yeah. one is that again? I really That's Lena Dunham. It. Okay, cool. Yeah, she's excellent. Mm-hmm. See, that woman knows what she's doing. She writes that show, she directs it, and she acts in it, and she's yeah, great. Yeah, she is. That's talent. That's what we call talent. Okay. Which girl do you most relate to? Um, I don't know. What What's the hot one again? Uh, Allison Williams. That's that Marnie. One. That one, yeah. Really? I like her, yeah. And then there's um, Shoshana. I love that name, though. Yeah, I know. It's Isn't a good that the name. greatest name? It's a good name. You got to be hot to, like, that's the, that's the Tiffany of the Jew world, the Shoshana name. It is. It is. Where's Rachel fit in? Yeah, that's another good one. I've, I've been told hot. I look like a Rachel, and I feel like, just say what you're trying to say. You're saying Rachel, Rebecca, Sarah, and then the uh, Naomi's, you can go with that mm-hmm. and really go into your Bible. You know, uh, Job, I guess. I think that's uh, both names. You can name a, a girl, Job. I've never known a girl named Job. I know. I think it's time. Yeah. Right? Are you going to have kids, David Tell? I'm too old now, I think, right? I mean, really, I'd I love mean, to I, have them. I, I don't think men ever get too old. No, they can because their sperm um, basically implodes on itself and it's bad. So you got to freeze this. your sperm. But make sure you have a generator on it just in case the power goes out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, all that bad sperm getting all, you know, uh, hot. It probably smells is what it uh, is. See, you take it to the level of that's what I was thinking too. Like, woo, what happened in here? Yeah. That sperm, dude. Right. It stinks. P.U.
Yeah, I wonder if you work at a sper- sperm bank. Like, I wonder what kind of temperatures and odors you're dealing with all the time. Are you like a uh, like a odor freak? Like if you like like if you smell like a you know something like if your boyfriend you know passes wind, do you go like ew? What the ew? No, I laugh. You laugh. Oh, that's yeah. cool. That's yeah. cool. Are no, you- there's certain odors I can't stand, but it, it has nothing to do with farts or. Uh, anything bodily like i the smell of white vinegar ugh, turns my Whoa, stomach i can't stand one. it yeah um but other than that no i i'm i'm fairly uh fun and disgusting uh yeah i figured working with you know on the adam Cruel yeah. show you'd have to be able to roll but how about I, the smell of corruption government something I don't, I don't like that there you go yeah i've <laughs> read the fine print ew it stinks yeah something stinks in here open a window i also and this has come up on the show before so i don't want to spend too much time on it sure. i really the one thing i don't like is um loogies or phlegm oh mucus. really in general that if i see someone hawk that up like i'm like ugh. oh okay it's well then you should never stomach. go to new york because oh no ev- i know it just glistens on the sidewalk yeah no people blow their nose on the street you've seen that right yeah when somebody just like one nostril and then just Mm. Power projects it out. You know? Do you do that in the shower? A lot of people do that in the shower because mm. you can't bring a tissue in. Yeah, I, I guess so. I guess everybody does it, right? Uh, I, oh, I only did it a couple times once. I heard that everyone was doing it, and I wanted to see what I was missing out on. But I don't regularly do it. Well, I usually cough up, like you know, because I'm a chain smoker, about two, 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 three packs a day, depending on the porn show. You know, it's a lot of editing. Yeah. So. Uh, I usually it takes me about a half an hour to breathe in the morning, so it's a lot of coughing up of phlegm and you know just uh, bile. Disgusting. Do you wish you had a cigarette right now? I would love one. You don't smoke, do you? Not anymore. Did you ever? You I did. did. Yeah. Oh when? yeah. Why um, didn't I meet this Allison? This, this why cool... did you say why or when? No, when? When? Why didn't I meet the the cool like smoker? You know, like farting Allison. Hey, I can fart right now. You could. Not this minute. But a lady but I mean... fart. Which is the name of my band, the Lady <laughs> Fart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, the smoking me. When did I quit? <laughs> see, see. Listen to this. Listen. <coughs> there you go. Huh? How long have you smoked? Oh, years and years and years. But you're trying to quit. I heard you say on Joe Rogan's podcast. Whoa! I did a little bit of research. Curious or jealous? Can't Either, it be both? Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to quit, and especially with Joe, because he's like Mr. You know, he's like in such great shape. You know, he's like an ultimate fighter. Yeah. You know, and he's like, you know, like always talking about health stuff. Are we drinking like cocoa milk and stuff like that? I mean, like stuff I would never drink, but, you know, I trust Joe. So either way, like I'm like, you know, yeah, I got to quit smoking. And like being a smoker now is like, you know, what's the point? I mean, I got only in this country, though. In other countries, though, like if I went to Portugal, people wouldn't care. They'd be like, hey, this is great. Look at this guy smoking cigarettes. I think they'd wonder what's wrong with you if you don't If you smoke. don't, yeah. yeah. There you go. And, you know, I also have this fatalistic view of life. So I believe that, uh, you know, I don't want to be 100 years old, you know, as the global warming really hits. Mm-hmm. When, like, swimming and, like, you know, all those skills, which a 100-year-old person will not have. Right. Maybe they will through robotics and, yeah. like, you know, of course, P90X, all those different things. People will be stronger. <laughs> insanity, that, that one, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. That workout. Rocking the insanity. But I, I do believe that, like, you don't want to be the old person in the apocalyptic movie, you know? Like, Are you ju- – so you're justifying doing stuff that you think might end your life sooner? Yes. Is this a justification or is it that you – wait. Is it that you – did you just fall asleep? No. That was me breathing. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm listening. That's my listening sound. Do you think you really <laughs> you don't want to live – did you say am I? Or yeah, you say, are you having a good time? I am. Are you? Yeah, of course I am. Okay, I good. enjoy talking to you. So. Thank you. Okay. Same. I, and Same. I am. You wouldn't even ditto. give me the whole. You wouldn't even give me the whole. Like, I you am. Tweeted. Love a, a, you were like. 
<laughs> I was saving my words. Same. <laughs> well, okay, right, anyway. I almost said ditto and I steered away because that's kind of a that's, shitty thing. Is that out? I only say it as a joke. Okay, okay. Anyway, right. and the thing is, I'm kind of intimidated by you. But let's Why? get to that. Well, I'll, I'll, let me address that after I finish asking my labored question, which okay. is, do you really not want to live that long? Or is this just a justification for smoking? A little of both. I guess everybody wants to live long, you know, as long as they can live exactly as they are when they say that. Yes. Like, I want to be 100 years old. Really? Wearing a, you know, wearing a, what you would call it, biker pants and like, you know, <laughs> hanging out, drinking a Four loco. That's not going to be that way. It's going to be you sad, trying to open a can of cat food. Mm-hmm. You know, Having to listen- go, if you have stairs, having to go up the stairs in that, um, like, Yes. That thing that my great aunt had, which actually, honestly, it looks kind of cool and it seems like a fu- – oh, it's almost like having an amusement park ride in your house but a really boring, slow one. The worst one ever. The chair that just takes you up the stairs. And it's always so slow, like it's yes. dramatic entrance. Like, <laughs> and you know who's here, your real father. And then like uh, – Yeah. very slow. Yeah. Anything that he would be there to do is already done by the time he gets to the bottom of the stairs. That's exactly. And old people on planes. I don't know if you fly a lot. No, uh, I haven't uh, recently, but yes, I spent a lot of time flying. Okay. Well, I like when they put them in the wheelchair mm-hmm. to the plane and then magically now they can walk. I know. And then they walk in there and take an hour and a half putting up their bag and folding their coat. Mm. Folding yes, their coat. Old people always fold their coat. What is that about? And they also have a cane that they lay on top of their luggage and their folded coat. That is just ridiculous. I'm sitting there bagless, just wearing my turban and <laughs> trying to pack it up a bit here. Allison, yeah. go ahead. Uh Wait, are, so you because you're on the road all the time, yeah. are you able to go like with just a, a, a satchel, a backpack? Oh, easily. I'm out the door. Yeah. Bang. Do you, you know ever that? check a bag? Uh, I have to sometimes now because of, uh, you know, I want to sell some merch on the road. Mm-hmm. I saw you guys last night hitting the merch table. Yes, there, there's some Adam Carolla merch. That must be great because I bet you every other guy like the Fanatical fans like, hey, here's my number, dude. Mm. You know, I get you, right? Yeah. Oh, you're the oh hot me, chick on, you mean? Yeah, because you're the hot chick on the show. Yeah, I think I talk about having a boyfriend so people know. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, I, people That's say weird. a lot of nice things, which is weird. That it's weird because it? you have to be there as a woman. Yeah. You have to be there. You're part of the show. And these people, you know, have a right to come up and see the, see their, you know, their, the hosts and everybody like that. But, you, you know, like you have to be very, I guess you have to be very nice to them, right? Yeah, it's, I mean, honestly. I'm talking about sounds, the creepers, you know, the right. guys with the numbers, you know. This sounds like a, a bullshitty thing to say, but it's really not that hard to, to be. I mean, for the most part, they're nice, <laughs> and it's not hard to be nice to them and never something in my throat. I'm trying to think if I ever <clears> – I'm trying to build you up here. You know what, though? I will say thank you very much. Mm-hmm. What I will say is something that of late I have uh, started to wish was different is when people are very hesitant about asking for a photo, when they just kind of lurk in the corner mm-hmm. and, and – I wish they would just like just ask. It's so much easier. Yes, but I know that I would probably be like them because because I, I, w- I wouldn't want to barge in either. It's a generational thing. I'm older than you, mm-hmm. so like you know, people used to be like, "Dude, you'll never." I met Evil Knievel, man, and it was great, <laughs> and it was like a story, and everybody loved it. Now it's like everybody wants the picture, and they want like you know, it's like you know, it's like I don't believe it, and then it's like, well, look, I got this picture right. and Instagrammed, and whatever. that's all I got. But uh, all I'm going to tell you is like, yeah, you're right. It's cool when the people come up. Like my fans, if I could say like I'm, 
you know, like some big deal or whatever. You are. The people who come to my shows, the comedy fans, I love when they come up and talk about comedy, blah, 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 blah. We take the picture. Then there's always like the weird, like, you know, just want to picture people. And like, it's always like they'll send their wife or somebody over. Yes. Like, hey, he really wants a picture. I'm like, well, let him have one. I mean, why can't he come up and say, you know, right. hey. So that's weird. I always find that a little uh, disconcerting. Is that? Yes. Well, what I find weird is a person that, but also the person who will, like, you're talking to someone and the person who just stands there, like, nervously waiting and expecting you to turn around and say, hi, can I help you? Or, you know, whatever the appropriate thing to say is. But then I never want to say that because what if they're just, what if they don't even know who I am and they're just standing there? I don't want, they don't realize that for me, it's presumptuous for me to assume that they're trying to talk to me. Hence, it makes for an elongated, awkward, awkward lurking situation. Then it's like you're showing off like, oh, you want a picture? You know, it's like everybody wants a picture with me. Yeah, no, I I, I see your point. Mm -hmm. You're right. You're right about that. Thank you. So he, go ahead. I was just going to say at the Ice House, you know, there's a couple people people afterwards who wanted some pictures and I was like yeah dude let's do the picture and then I always feel bad because like the person taking the picture maybe they want one but then like you know I had to go do some spots so you know some sets in, yeah. in town so you know I never know what to say but like, I got a picture of this I go hey I got a roll and they didn't seem like they wanted one so I was like cool that's a you know a win-win mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I hate my ugliness and I can't understand why anybody would want a picture of it so I really don't think you're ugly I but think do you're you just really... being kind I'm... because you're the host that's like your job no I've told people they're ugly before right to their face really no <laughs> but but yeah come on I mean you host you're shows good, you're on th- you're yeah, on so stage what? you're charismatic come on have you seen Swamp People. All right, anybody can host the show now, all right? You don't have to be... <laughs> yeah, what the you fuck? Know, you don't have to be A.J. Benzer attractive anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is up with... Oh, I sound like do you I'm, watch I sound a lot like of TV? I'm doing, I do. I sound like I'm doing like a bad Seinfeld or something, but I go on these stupid, soul-crushing general meetings, which I shouldn't refer to them that way, lest anyone who I've had a meeting with is listening, in which case I enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Sure. I will email you. For projects, um, Correct. Yeah, you know, it's for all like these projects. That yeah, you do. well, yeah, yes, but I think it's like my agent thinks that it's just good for me to know these people because they're developing stuff that could be in your wheelhouse and blah blah blah. And blah, 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 you know, it's just the general. It's just a very general meeting. But that's such an overused term, by the way. And I'm not putting you down. Which wheelhouse? One? I know wheelhouse. How many how many uh, sailors and tugboat captains out there roll their eyes every time someone says that? They have no idea. Nobody knows their way around they a real don't even wheelhouse. Hear it. Yeah. Exactly. You could take anybody who says it, put them in an actual boat in a wheelhouse. They'd be like, what's going on in here? Right. They wouldn't know. So go ahead. But That's I one of was my saying peeves. it in quotes. Uh, no, I, I give I was, it to you. I thank give it to you. you but yeah. I'm saying in the future, other people. Oh, yeah. No, I know. That's why I was saying it. That's what I meant. Exactly. Just, uh, okay. So anyway, um, yeah, but it's like. If you if you're just a regular delightful person such as me, and you have an idea for a show, that is not going to fly when you're up against swamp people. Like they want weird, yeah, middle America, yes, characters. That's, that's yeah. But that's the cool thing. We could put you in the center of a, a universe of characters, like yeah. me hosting a show with swamp people and honey boo boos. Yeah, that would be excellent. The swamp people versus the honey boo boo people. That would be great. What that a chess would... set! If anybody yeah. play chess, <laughs> but you know what? I could see uh, you going on many a meeting for reality shows, but I think that you're uh, y- you kind of get it, and you'd be like, "This is a little too, you know," because it's like it's a lot of work. You know, you have to be on camera all the time, and like you know, all your dramas and stuff like that. You know, yeah, yeah. I've never pitched a reality show about myself. I I don't know if that's 
I'm more like I think a talk show person. Well, but you're you're definitely no... a good host. Thank you, so. Dave Attell. But I can see you like you know it's got to be something that like from your heart, from your soul, like. Like Anthony Bourdain, he was a chef, you yeah. know? So, like, he took his chefing and he, like, chefed around, you know? And so you're a curator of old porn. Right. And I used to do the insomnia thing. That was a drinking party yeah. travel show, which yeah. is totally, you know, the thing. So, but for you, it should be, like, something like, you know, you going around the country, you know, trying to find the ultimate Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> yes! And then, uh, uh, you know, I'll do a guest appearance. I'll throw bagels at it, if you want. So I love go. it. We could string it with bagels. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's the best of both worlds. You gotta love a bagel, guys. You just gotta love it. Plain or egg? Well, you know, I I did a lot of USO tours, and like you know, you go to like uh, okay, okay, thank you. Anyway, (laughs) you so anti. No, I was no. I'm I'm letting you know I'm right there with you. Okay, that's good. Hosting, (laughs) I got it. (laughs) But like, you go to the like Starbucks in Kuwait, which by the way is like the Switzerland of the Middle East. They don't care who's in charge as long as the money and oil keeps flowing. Mm-hmm. And like you go to the Starbucks. <laughs> they got a bagel there. And you'd be like, can I get that? <laughs> can I get that uh, bagel? You know, and like they don't call it that. I, I don't know what they call it. Like Jew biscuit. <laughs> I don't know what they Jew call bait. it. Yeah, whatever they call it. Like just evil roll. You mean an <laughs> evil roll? <laughs> a Zion, A Zion biscuit, please. But Satan's it's funny that like, they have butthole. it there. And it's like, you know, you know, you don't want to be the first one to get one because <laughs> then you're immediately beheaded. Right. No, I'm just overplaying it. But, yeah, it, it, it was just always funny to see if they had, you know, you know, because the bagel, it's international now. It's good. Mm-hmm. All right. And if people forget where it came from. Yeah. Where did it come from, the bagel? I don't. Well, I don't know. But Jews. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So, yeah. So it like, always like was Jewish. Skip on a yacht would eat a bagel now. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I don't think anybody could turn down a bagel, especially, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the everything bagel. Have you ever had one of those? It's got no, everything on it. but I've seen them. They're great. You really? said you were in New York. You never had an everything bagel? I, I never. You know what else I never had? It's like I didn't live. I never had you a never New York. You never left Brooklyn, huh? No, I did. I lived in Manhattan for years, but okay. I never had a hot dog on the street in New York. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. A street dog. I never wow. had one. Yeah, I lived I lived in Manhattan for the first six years and then Brooklyn for the last two. Where in New York do you live, roughly? Oh, all over the place, dude. I used to live in Brooklyn. I lived downtown. I lived all over the place. And, you know, I'll tell you one thing about New York. It's expensive. Yes. So that's why, like, you know, Brooklyn is the way to go for the young kids. But even that's expensive now. So, and, But what are you, like, what, Upper West? Yeah, I live in a townhouse. Uh, Donald Trump's my neighbor. We, uh, you know, we hit golf balls into the uh, uh, Central Park Zoo. Nice. Yeah, we try to hit that one loneliest uh, polar bear in mm. the world. Exactly. Do you not say where you live? What? Do you not say where you live, really? What? Do I not say where I live? Yeah. I told you I live on the road. Oh, right. Yeah. You don't have an apartment in New York, though? Um, I have, like, multiple places where I, I have offices and stuff like that. Yeah, yes. offshore accounts. Oh, you're like so that. mysterious. Wow. I know. Isn't it wild? Your eggs are in so many baskets. I know. Um, le- God, I don't know whether to go to the intimidating or the self. Let's talk about self-loathing for just a minute. Sure. Do are you, you self-loathing? Oh, oh yeah, I am. But I meant your self-loathing. But let's talk about Adam. He is super confident. You know why? Because he earned it being a blue-collar yeah. dude. Working yeah. his way up the show business ladder, mm-hmm. right? The man show. And now you I, – I bet you he looks at you and he probably is like, what are you worried about? Right? You're an intelligent, funny, hot chick and you're going to make it. And, you know, does he give you like the brotherly, like, you know, the, the, no. the talk? Oh, the no. The beggar Vance? Does he beggar Vance you? No, he's never bagged my Vance. No, not that. No, I know. Saying, it's no, no, no. no. He, you know, I'm pretty sure he has a, a load of wisdom to import, you know, because he knows show business. You know? Yeah. 
Um, yeah, he's never... There's not a lot of talk in that way. I mean, mm-hmm. every now and then. I mean, the fact that he chose me for the show because there was this extensive audition oh, that's process right. and a whole bunch of different people came in and stuff. That was who really... Who were you up against? Like, who was your, like, you know... It was down to four at the very end. Okay. And it was me... Um, Honey Boo Boo. Honey Boo Boo. <laughs> a woman named Shira Lazar. Do you know her? No. Um, uh, Gina Grad. I don't know. And... The other one was named Jessica Winter, I think. But they had brought in a whole bunch of different people. Wow. And it had to be a woman. Yeah. Okay. I, I believe. I, and th- I mean that – yes. And I don't – I forget what Adam's reasoning for that was. But he explained why he wanted that at one point. Well, the person I was replace, replacing was also female. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. So yeah. – well, that's right. I remember from the old Teresa. show. Teresa. Yeah, from the old show. Okay. Yes. I got it. From the show that was on terrestrial radio. Remember those days? Terrestrial radio? I mean, just barely. Wow. That's I, like I, a hayride now. I, yeah. yeah, boring. I know. Remember the Mighty 690 on AM? No, see, I never knew radio. Like, you probably grew up being a radio person. Like, you love radio. No, I t- television is actually. With, with looks like mine, you got to be on TV. Bingo. <laughs> Ditto. No, I mean, honestly, I, I was a writer for years. For what? Uh, well, in New York, I worked at Time Out New York. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I wrote for a bunch of other magazines and stuff. And then in like what? Uh, I wrote for Spin. Oh, neat. I wrote for Vibe. I wrote for Rolling Stone. I wrote wow. For Page Six Magazine, which was not gossipy. It was features and stuff. Okay. I was an editor there uh, at Village Voice. Um, so you have a lot of like these are great ideas for your sitcom shows about. Like we're working for Time Out magazine yes. or something. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. So you got to get those down. I know. Get on the paper, you know? You know, there is a lot of emphasis on you should have a sitcom, on you should do a sitcom. Is I that think. coming from you or from No, the- it's from other <laughs> – it's from – other people who are like, you're funny. We can, yeah. you have, we can, we can do something. How about writing a sitcom? And it's only recently that I've thought, I don't know that that's the best use of my time at this point. Because mm-hmm. writing sitcoms is difficult it's for me. It's a lot of work. Have you done sitcoms? I've worked on uh, a few sitcoms. I am not an actor, so I could care less. But mm-hmm. for a young person like yourself who you know can't wait to get in front of the bright lights, I, I could see why it would be a good call. I, was, uh, uh, I worked on Everyone Loves Raymond. I worked on uh, a couple of other shows, uh, you know, uh, Punch-Up mostly, I guess. But uh, I did a pilot. Where I got to, uh, I was fired from a sitcom. This is a good story since you like yeah. you know, depression and, and sadness. Those uh, are the things I love. What was it? Uh, Spin City. Mm-hmm. Okay. You remember that show? Yes. With uh, Michael J. Fox. Right. Okay. And like they brought me in and it was like, you know, like all these lines. And I think my dad just died. Mm-hmm. And it was like one of these like weird, like, you know, it's like do it for your dad kind of things you know and like i went in there and i really really is your back hurting or no i'm just i'm just adjusting the sadness of the story yeah it's really sad because i go in there and um you know like they they were really cool to me i'm just a horrible actor so i could not memorize the line and all the third players you know like there's the leads because they like they're always nice to you because they know they're never going to get fired or lose lines but then there's the other ones who's basically you're taking up their time Mm. by being the guest cameo person in the show so they would always. They were like, "Whoa, can we get somebody in here who can act?" But they would say that with their eyes. But I could read eyes, so I was like, "Wow, this is a this is competitive." You know what I'm talking about? So um, at one point, like after like lunch or something like that, they said, "Can everybody but Dave uh, come into the uh, you know studio, whatever studio oh, A?" And I was like, "This is not good. They're not going to be throwing me like a welcome to acting sitcom party." <laughs> 
And like I immediately – like because I've been fired from many jobs, I immediately started getting all my stuff together. And then uh, <laughs> then afterwards, they you know go, well, it's not working out and we're going to go in a different direction and Ugh. blah, blah, blah. And I go – They told this to you? Yeah, yeah, because they have to give you – like they let you down easy and right. show up. It's unlike any other job where it's like, get out. So and I'm like – I'm not like – I was like – I was – you know, I figured like I'm going to leave like a man. You know, I was like – don't worry, you don't have to sugarcoat it for me. I'm not a a, a big titted, you know, blah blah blah, you know, whatever, nineteen year old something. I'm like, you know, I suck, I'm out. And I just left and you know, I laughed to myself and I called my friend, I go, Yeah, you should hear what I said to this guy and he was like, <clears throat> So you mean you're excited that you are not on a sitcom? And I'm like, <laughs> I guess you're right. I lost. So No, yeah, but I'm you a horrible left with actor. dignity. Uh in my drunken mind yeah. of yeah, I thought I did. I thought that was cool. But uh, I could see you definitely, you know, either being on the sitcom or like it's your story, right? Yeah, I could do my own girls. Yeah, and you could do like Gals. get someone to play you. That would be yeah. the best. Yeah. Would you do that or would you play yourself? I would have you play me. Wow. Wouldn't that be In a weird? weird yeah. surreal. In a Bob Dylan-esque yes, yeah, kind of thing. Exactly. Maybe it's... maybe mid-show someone else could play me and we would never acknowledge it. A hybrid. Yeah, That's what Lynchian. they call it now. I, 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 I'm with it. I'm watching it. I'm already TiVoing it in my mind. Thank you. You set your mental TiVo. <laughs> I did. Uh, so, wait, are you sober? Yes, I am. How long have you been sober? Uh, years now. So, you know. What was it like uh, before you were sober? A lot of fun. Great. And, uh, you know, all I can say is uh, for the people out there who still drink, keep drinking. Because sobriety is a uh, – I don't go to programs or anything like that. But once you get a certain age, you just got to quit or you got to like tone it down way down to like maybe a wine at yeah. sunset. But that never was my deal. Like you guys, you know, were drinking sangria last night. That was like a – yeah, I could see that. But, you know, I like hardcore like Jameson, you know, Jaeger, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. That was my, you know, beer and a shot kind of thing. You know, growing up in a factory town like I did. Right. Exactly. So did you not go to uh, – No, a, I did not. not. No. Wow. Nothing. Nothing no at all. No handler. Nothing. Yeah. I did. You? Oh, you had a drinking problem? Yeah. How is that possible? Um, well, I would drink, and it was problematic. Oh, it was okay. too much. I didn't I, know that. I, so yeah. I didn't know you were. Uh, um, um, I didn't. I thought you were uh, judging me. So no, no, no. Okay, so you went to a program? Did you well, go to a rehab? No. Exactly, because no. you couldn't afford it. See, all, well, no, all the people I know who go to rehab could afford it, except for my. Buddy, who is long gone now, but never forgotten, uh, Greg Geraldo, because mm-hmm. he went to many rehabs, and he'd be like, "Dude, I'm going broke going to these rehabs, but I have to keep going." And uh, the poor guy, he tried everything, and he really did try, but unfortunately, didn't. You know, he passed away. Yeah. He didn't turn his way. So, really for those sad. people who do need help, definitely jump on it right away. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, uh, I. I went to some AA meetings. I never did the steps, which when I say that, I can feel people judging me. I don't go to meetings anymore, but I just, I wanted, I didn't want to drink as much as I was drinking. And mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately I decided I shouldn't be drinking at all. Though every now and then I will drink and it's not a problem. But I just, there was a whole lot of things. Like drinking was kind of one of many behaviors at the time that I felt like was just destructive. And I just felt like I had just been doing it for too long. And I would say, I'm not going to drink. And then I would drink and I thought, I would like to hear how other people are dealing with this and just sort of get some help. So I like I I don't know, dabbled in AA, I don't know how to put it. But you were able to just do it on your own. Yeah, well, I drank so long, you know, I was, I was just done with it. But, you know, I'd say the cigarettes though, I'm probably going to have to get help quitting cigarettes. I mean, you know, you know, every day 
you know, the first thing you do is smoke a cigarette. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's difficult. I never drank like that. I mean, you never – you smoked at one point, you said? Yeah. Okay, so I don't know how you quit. I give you a lot of credit. Quitting – thank thank you. Yeah. Quitting drinking helped with that a lot, actually. Right. That and – um Yeah. Well, no, I, I have never quit coffee. But I used to smoke a lot while I dr- – drove and i would smike smike i would smike i would smoke while i would write and so not smoking inside and also not driving helped um but it was mostly <laughs> you had to was, quit like really important behaviors yeah. to quit smoking it like was showering <laughs> I can't do that now sitting can't, can't be happy can't be sad <laughs> Can't have a big yeah. meal. Also, can't not eat. Never look out a window. It's <laughs> no. a trigger. <laughs> but that's um, cool, man. That's that's real willpower because you're like a. You, you should give yourself a lot of credit because I bet you a lot of your listeners are like, you know, I wish I could quit something, and you did it. So there you go. You're on your way to uh, Doctor Phil. No oh, thanks. That's exactly. Right. So <laughs> what, what the hell has that guy quit? Um, has he quit? He stuff? quit Texas. He used to live in Texas, right? Yeah. And he doesn't live there anymore. He lives in L.A. Right. And uh, you know. I, I don't know, but I guess that somehow helps people, you know, seeing him talk about it. But I, I can only imagine how horrible – I quit smoking for seven days one time. It was the longest seven days of my life. And every time I fly, like really long flights, like I, I really have been like overseas, like, you know, Afghanistan and stuff like that. It's a long flight. And like you cannot smoke and you're like, whoa, this is horrible, man. It's like they, you get to that point in your brain where you're like – not only do you want a cigarette, but you know you can't have one. And then you do that math for like, I can't have one for like another eight hours. Oh. Have you ever felt that way about people? Because that honestly <laughs> was, I think, kind of my biggest, the hardest thing for me to kick, the biggest behavior thing that was the hardest thing for me to change. And it's why the drinking thing I had to, to stop doing that was I would get into these relationships where I'm like, I this person is bad for me. I should not be contacting them. And then I'd have a drink and I'd be like, I can't not text him oh you're a texter like with a drunk text yeah i I mean back then i was but even or it could have been a phone call it was any it was just i i must make contact with this person oh i see i can't not the idea okay it's you know let's say it's 10 p.m now the idea of just going to like somehow get i'm drunk already Mm -hmm. somehow getting home going to bed waking up going to work having to deal with that shit the idea of doing that versus the idea of contacting this person, seeing him, hooking up with him, being escaping my sh- otherwise crappy – that's how it felt at the time – life just to sort of do – you know, to act out whatever it was. Like I could not make the right decision. Well, how old were you at this point? Yeah. Uh, that was in my 20s. Oh, well, that's – come on. That's how you're supposed to be in your 20s, you know? I mean like if you said like this was like, you know, I was in my 30s and like, you know, that kind of thing's going on. But I say like that's the time to do that, you know? Like yeah. I think I, – I'm a real advocate of fucking up and then of course uh, learning from the experience and then uh, second chances. I really believe in that. And in this judgmental world that we live in, I feel like a lot of these young kids have like, you know, a lot of these young kids like, you know – do something or whatever, and then the, the mob attacks them. And I feel bad for them, like the cyberbullying and all that kind of stuff. I really do feel, feel bad for these kids. I really do feel like they're growing up in extremely difficult times, terrorism, the economy, uh, you know, world issues, a lot of, you know, just amazing things are happening, but also a lot of just terrible things are happening. And, like, you know, if they, like, you know, have a different opinion or they do something, whatever, they're immediately attacked and yeah. destroyed by like, you know, this faceless mob, you know, on the web. And I feel for him, you know, and uh, as a as a lifelong fuck up, which is what I call myself. Uh, all I can say is to these kids that like it's not going to get better, but you're going to get stronger and you're 
you're definitely going to be like laughing, uh, you know, at like, you know, the stuff that used to like make you sad and like, and feel like, you know, I wish I wish that was the problem I had now. You know, I know. So but uh, in your 20s, you know what you were doing? That was just so it might have been my adorable. early 30s. All right. When's the last time you did it? it? Was it last night? <laughs> it was five o'clock today. Oh I came home. No, it was. I I guess the last sort of because I would always like stop doing that shit and then I would get back in, you know, and then I would it would just you know it was up and down. I guess probably early thirties. Aren't is you when. glad that you live in the age of technology? Imagine if you had that problem back in the oldie times, you know, know. where it's like I just have to write a letter, and <laughs> send my manservant. <laughs> To, right. To whatever. I must summon Pony Express. Or... Yeah, I, I guess people weren't like that back then. There were always like heartfelt longings and, you know, their letters were better. Yeah. Then, you know? I'm sure. No, I'm sure they're like, I, I must stick this lantern in the windowsill and call the stable boy. <laughs> That's sexy. To, mm. you know, undo my bodice. My bodice. I love that. They were always ripping bodices. Well, that's the thing that I always love about um, – you know, like these, like I have some porn, like where they dress up as like old time Renaissance people. Like I have one called the Spirit of Seventy Sex, <laughs> and uh, they basically show like you know, uh, you know George Washington on Martha, like a three way with uh, I believe uh, Ben Franklin, and then there's like um, Betsy Ross pe- played by Annette Haven, who is beautiful, like. One of the goddesses of retro porn, Annette Haven. You should get her in here. Annette Haven? Yeah, she's, she's – Okay. I, I can't get her on my show, but you should get her in here. I'll try. And she uh, is like Betsy Ross and she's selling the flag. And then the guy's like, hey, you know, Betsy, let's – you know, and then they fuck. So there's really not much setup, but it's historical and it's also – you know, I wonder if they went full tilt because they're already very hairy, you know, from the mm-hmm. not shaving. I wonder if they like didn't shower. You know, there was a lot right. of like, – Right. Yeah. Me- method. Method yeah. porn. Yeah. Wait. Uh, I know. Do you are are you? Do you feel like you've seen? Like, do you know a buttload about porn? Because I know some. I've, there's a story I've told before, but it still stands out in my head as one of those. Did that fucking really happen? So, first boyfriend was not a good boyfriend, but mm-hmm. um, it wasn't a good relationship. None of them were back then. But uh, he was like, we were gonna hook up, and he was tired, so he was like, I'll just put on some porn. You know, instead of foreplay, I'll just put on porn, and then you can get excited and then we can do it and the porn he put on was like american it was like american gladiators but porn or sort of like that show double dare where um there was no plot but women was it women or men there were these different stations they'd go to it was like a competition like one was like there were all these uh guys sticking their penis through a hole in a fake brick wall right glory holy yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. but some of the penises were real and some of them were dildos and like they had to find the real penis and right. it was and the girl would have have you seen anything like this is this a type of porn i, I it was I, I, so a, unsexy to me yeah it's like japanese like japanese porn they do that where they have like yes. the guy's wife his daughter and then like a porn star and they'll put their asses through a hole and yeah. then the guy's got to like, pick one but it's all set up it's all set up okay, okay. but <laughs> But uh, yeah, like that kind of weird, like you know, you know, A, B, or C kind of thing. Yes, but that's not. Th- that's definitely. I don't know who this dude is, but that was definitely not romantic porn. That was like no. I, th- I don't watch that kind of porn either. I like the older stuff than that. He, I he, actually like a suggestion like, of plot. Yeah. Okay. This was a lot of women really say that. just like just. It wasn't even fucking. It was just body parts. 
Yeah, I, I, I think he really wanted to watch, like you said, like America's Gladiators or yeah. one of those, uh, The Amazing Race, basically. Yes. Something like that. Yeah. So, but yeah, there's definitely is porn like that. And the Japanese porn, they take it to a new level of incredible, kinky, weird, you know? I did a show when, uh, when we did the Insomnia show, we did one in, in Japan, and they have like a 24 hour, like, porn station, you know? And like, uh, we always show up. You know, we always showed up like right before, right after. Like an amazing thing happened. You know, it was like, get that donkey out of here. What's <laughs> happening now? Uh, it's it's hug a lot. Sir hug a lot. He hugs right. a chick. You know, reads her bedtime story. But uh, <laughs> they have like crazy, weird, kinky, just filthy, dirty stuff over there. And I think that has to do it because their society is so strict. And mm-hmm. like, you know, that's how it works. And I think our society is the same way where everybody has this like – you know, surface of like, you know, keeping it straight. But then underneath, there's a lot of like 50 shades of gray. Did you read that as a woman? Don't you have to? I tried. I tried. Is it boring? Yes. Tell me it is. It really, it was really oversold to me. There's a lot of words and there's a lot of just stuff in between. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like That's a por- great... porn, the book. Yeah. But instead, it's really this like, not very well written story and the sex scenes are too spread out and the the descriptions are so uh, bad that it, I couldn't I couldn't get past the shitty book. That was the funniest thing I've heard in the last couple of days. <laughs> How was the book? I don't know. There was a lot of words. <laughs> that is the best. You got to put that in your sitcom. Okay. Have your like ditzy friend say that. Words. That's excellent. Words. Oh, that actually brings me to why I think that I uh, was intimidated by you. Although uh, I'm not anymore. Yeah, I think we've, we've bonded yeah, to some degree. I feel we have. All right, you guys, don't forget you can download the rest of this special two-part episode on Thursday. That's Thursday, possibly Wednesday night, but mostly Thursday. Write it on your hand and write it on your friend's hand. Bye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show?
is Corolla Digital.